the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. 2018 will be the year where the 10-year Treasury pushed the... 30-year mortgage rate, back to 5%. Where were you when that happened? Is it monumentous? Is it momentous? Is it, is it a big deal? Is it not that big of a deal? Historically speaking, a 5% mortgage is pretty sweet. On a 30-year fixed, you're borrowing a lot of money. You're getting some tax deductions on it. You're getting some tax efficiencies on the home. You're paying yourself. Historically, not too shabby. But psychologically, and I can tell you this from news, and I've almost murdered and been murdered by my news director in television, He's like, the Dow broke from 14,000 to 13,000. This is a big deal. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's a big round number. People like big round numbers. And people do like big round numbers. The rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage was 5% in 2018. Where were you on that momentous day? Um, My family was eating hot dogs in theory back on the day that John F. Kennedy was shot. Of course, I was not alive. But that's neither here nor there. They never ate hot dogs again because it made them so sick. I know. I know, right? Where were you on that day? It's kind of big. Now, I know you're saying, well, did they eat not dogs? Like hot dogs without, you know, the, the pig lips and stuff in it? Um, I, 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 I don't have an answer for you on that. Are you Let's bring, crazy? Let's bring in Tony Mendez, com. It's com. He's the mortgage expert of the show. Good morning. He's on Thursdays 6 to 7. I say six because they've got a large contingent of snakes who are fans. Um, mortgage expert. My, my, my. Oh, my, my, my. Is it a big deal going from 4% to 5% in a year on mortgage rates? Well, it, it, I think psychologically it's it's very powerful. Um, there was uh, you know, a lot of people who are looking at houses, especially the large millennial um, um, contingency out there of home buyers is uh you know they're not used to rates being over five percent they're used to rates being in the threes and the fours so psychologically yes a lot of people are like ah you know i'm not going to do this i'm going to wait for rates to come down there's a, a kind of that psychology going on right now in seattle where a lot of people were leaving seattle going oh the home prices you know they're up to median home prices seven hundred thousand dollars there but now more Inventory is hitting the market, so they're saying, well, we're going to stay. So it, it, it can flip-flop pretty quickly, and rates do like to do that. At the beginning of the year, rates were at 4%. So less than a year ago, rates were at 4%. Now it's at 5%. Um, and it can mean a lot of money for, for people. Either on a monthly basis, you have to just suck it up, or you have to make more money to qualify. Um, on a median loan here, like a $500,000 loan, that costs about $3,600 a year more for that one interest rate. So, yeah, it's not only psychological, home, but, but financially it's expensive. When I bought a home, it was the recent home was essentially to, you know, put my kids in a school district kind of thing. Um, and so it still is. If I had bought my last home in San Carlos with the idea of an investment, I might be ringing the cash register right now going, this is as good as it gets playing that game. 
but I'm not a single guy. I'm not in the situation of, um, you know, like, let's, hey, honey, let's move to Vegas for a couple of years. Or, hey, let's move, you know, into an apartment while we live off this million-dollar increase in equity. So I'm committed, sadly, for the next 10 years or so. And, like, I I think you probably run into a little bit of that, but you also probably run into some people who are, like, little, little um, as I refer to someone, um, lily pad jumpers. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And in, in fact, my parents' good friends do that. Um, they, they did that up. They, they kept moving closer and closer to their dream home. And to do that, they would buy a, a fixer upper or they would f- buy a home that they could expand and sell for more. And, and the markets, when you're doing that in that market, it can work. But, um, interest rates eat into that a little bit. Uh, the cost of borrowing gets a little more expensive. You're, you know, if it's a renovation type of product, uh, the private side of the money, the, the, which most people go to, that gets a little bit more expensive if you're not using all of your funds uh, in cash. But overall, psychologically, I think it's it does play into those people who are doing that lily pad jumping. I like the way you say that. And I own a property in Raleigh that it's been really good to me, all things considered. I've had a renter in it for the majority of the time, maybe two down months. Um, but if I, in my world, my home is my home for where my kids go to school and have the community. But that Raleigh place, I don't always want to own that place. And it was kind of meant to be an investment, but it was kind of meant to be maybe I could end up there. It was kind of meant to be have other people's money pay for it. Um, that may be the one I decide to flip and go, okay, let's move that cash over across the country back to California and put it to use somewhere maybe in a new property here or a new property closer to me. Because Raleigh's not easy to get to for me anymore. Yeah, It used, and, it used to be easy to get to. I mean, ultimately... When it comes to buying and selling real estate, and let's say you are that investor, it's really it's not just interest rates. Interest rates ultimately play into your cash flow, but it's also programs and availability of programs and qualifying. Um, and it's also in your circumstance where you're a flipper or somebody who's just trying to upgrade their property every five years or every 10 years, uh, it's about where the trends are. So there's still very positive trends in the United States. Um, you, you know, we were looking at some stats where more inventory is hitting the Western region. San Jose leads the market. They had like 89% more inventory hitting the market compared to last year. Uh, but nationally, it's still negative by 0.2% or something like that. So there are trends around the United States where you could say, I can move that rental property from one to another, upgrade that, re-amortize that, you know, that balance, move the equity over and get, you know, look at building your portfolio or just improving that, that type of property for the cash flow or for, you know, more equity building. But interest rates, uh, again, um, I don't want people, I don't want people to think we fear it. It is psychologically something that we pay attention to, but programs really drive the market and we still are historically below our, our interest rate of six and quarter percent. Yeah. Go try to tell a millennial that six and a quarter percent is normal. And they'll go like whatever. I know you're saying. Are you blending? Are you blending millennial speak with uh, Valley, Valley Girl speak? Valley, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I remember when interest rates were four percent. Right. Um. So you, you brought up the term flipper, and there's just not a lot of room left in the flipper universe. As far there's not a lot of wiggle room, and a lot of people still want to be that person. It's it's stunning to me, and how many people want to be like take a shortcut to wealth. Well, you, 
I think actually the market might open up in that respect when it comes to uh, if if we do see more inventory hitting the market. Imagine that person who's been sitting in a property for a long period of time, and they're like, you know, I'm finally going to cash out. They didn't do a lot of work on the property. They didn't need to. Their realtor saying, you don't need to because it's hot market. We don't have a lot of inventory. Now that we see more inventory hitting the market, yeah, you might take a little bit of concessions here and there, and we actually might start seeing more deals on properties that are um in distress, and we might see more investors saying this is an opportunity to improve it. Um, I actually think we might see more of those types of opportunities, but you are right. It is tight right now. It's very difficult to do it. Um, we know investors that are going across the United States, like Columbus, Ohio, and Austin, and Reno, Sacramento's, that are looking for those type of opportunities. They've stopped. I don't want to say stop, but they've They've cut back significantly here in the Bay Area. Well, the the leverage on Ohio is not going to be the leverage that you get in the Bay Area, which is part of the the mathematical way you went in flipping. But at the same time, you're not spending top dollar on a distressed property where you might not do that in, in Ohio. Sounds good. Bueno, we need more flippers. <laughs> Dolphins that save people. We had Rin 1010. We had Flipper. Where have all the smart saving animal heroes gone? That's what I want to know. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I know you're saying Rin 1010. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm a softie for... A woman who could play piano and stomp her feet and carry a tune. I got no skill. Grass is always greener, right? Some probably people look at me and go, Ooh, I, I, I'd exchange everything for your knowledge and, and money. I've got a friend, Jeremy, who's a copper. He's a police. He's the fuzz. He's the 5-0. I look at his job as cool. He looks at my job as cool. You will respect my authority. And uh, he's one of two people that sends me birthday wishes. I know you're saying... As many years as you've done this, as many people have you've helped, you only had two people send you birthday wishes. I know it's kind of sad, right? Back to mortgages, back to real estate, back to life, back to reality. Higher mortgage rates present a headwind for the housing market as the cycle grows long in the truth. True or false, Tony Mendez? True or false? It's been a while since you've had true or false questions thrown at you. Probably high school is my guess. True. Higher mortgage rates present a headwind for the housing market as the cycle grows long in the tooth. Survey says, winner! Ding, 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 ding. Um, how much of a, a bigger headwind? You know, tailwinds are good. Tailwinds get you to Hawaii faster. Headwinds get you home slower. Well, it, mathematically, it, it, it's inevitable. Um, it does, I love it when you say that. It reminds it, me of Mike Tyson talking about cookies that were stale. You go, mathematically, it's inevitable. You're inevitable. <laughs> I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's inevitable. Uh, inedible. Um, you're the highlight of my day, by the way. The world champion of the world. You know my college roommate was Mike Tyson. <laughs> He's this big fat. I Caucasian. wonder what the punchline is. No, he was a big fat Wait, Caucasian. That's that's the punchline. No, that's not funny. Thank you. That's Thank not you. Funny. Take it back. <laughs> the snakes are coming out. Um, so I had a college roommate named Mike Tyson who wanted to be a golf course manager. That was his dream. That was his fantasy. That was his job. Um, Who would have figured? He's probably doing well. But um, he wasn't the heavyweight champion of the world. He was the heavyweight chain smoker of the world. So I go to college as this innocent little kid. I just, I was super Caucasian. I was naive. 
I listened to Eastern European pop like Alphaville. He listened to Jim, uh, Jim Morrison in the doors. He was gross. And he probably didn't shower, but maybe three times a semester. Um, but I strangely loved him. And he sold mushrooms out of the dorm room. And there was one point in time where the police came and knocked on the door and said, can we come in and search your room? And I said, no. I said, you have to have like something to come in and search the room. And he goes, are you picking a fight with an officer? I said, no. I just know the law, so go away. I'm studying, and I shut the door on a police officer. That's my tie back to Jeremy and the police and all that. Wow. And Mike Tyson, the heavyweight chain smoker of the world. And he cleared the mushrooms out of the room. And I never, I never got a free sample. There's not a person in this room who hasn't done that. <laughs> so Anyway, Mike Tyson, heavyweight chain So 1% increase, $500,000 loan. If you go from 4% to 5%, it's an extra $300 a month or $3,600 a year. That's not material in like Bay Area salaries. Like, oh, oh gosh, I make so much money. That's a, I'll just not go out to I'll dinner. Just, yeah, just not go to dinner or I'll commute more. Or I'll, I'll stop beating my kids and drinking at night. I'll just <laughs> drink it. I'll, I'll just beat the kids. <laughs> Save money on the drinks, right? Uh, 3600 doesn't feel like a lot. But yeah. that's, you have to have $8,300 more a year income mm-hmm. to make at least... Um, convince the banks to lend it to you. Right. But if you're looking at a median home price and you're putting 20% down, it might be a little bit more towards 800000 which is, you know, it starts adding up. Um, or if you're the average American who's making fifty six, fifty seven thousand $57,000 a year, $3,600 a year yeah. is is another 7% of your salary. Then again, you're not, you're not buying a, you're not going to qualify anyways for a $500,000 loan making $56,000. So it's, it is relative. Um, unless, look- unless you're really good looking, as we've learned, <laughs> good looking people get away with murder. Uh, you know, the automated systems now, I think they filter for that. It has a little box that says, are you good looking or not? Now you're, now you're pulling my leg. Yes, I am. (laughs) So an $800,000 loan, another 1%, which is what we've seen in the last year, adds another $475 a month or $5,700 a year, or another $13,500 of income needed. Yeah. That starts to get kind of material. When you're starting to see, like, I'm paying an extra $5,700 a year. That's a vacation, right? That's, that's... Well, let's look at a place. Let's let's just take Reno, for example. You know, Tesla goes... I'm just using it as an example because... You have to use Reno again. Sacramento. Sacramento, for example, Elk Grove, they just, you know, Apple says, okay, we're going to build another facility there or expand the one we have. And, And now home prices in Elk Grove might go up, Okay. Yet there, you know, there's somebody who's working as a assistant manager at Walgreens or something like that, and and the wife works as a nurse or something. Who knows? And they're on a steady income. They're not seeing, you know, their home prices are going up. I mean, they say they want to buy a house, and that could be very material for them if their house goes from three fifty to four hundred to four four hundred to four fifty and so on. And we're gonna, and we're seeing that across the United States. Going back to Reno, Reno is fortunate enough to have a lot of land where they can build some low income housing, um, but it also drives the prices for the you know the, the better homes or the bigger homes in the closer to downtown area higher um, so it, it I think higher interest rates ultimately do normalize a market if you have the ability to um, uh, have that low income housing a place like the Bay Area I think it's and other places like Seattle where they're already getting you know they're peaking out as far as affordability um, and all the other large metropolitan areas in the United States that have DC is going to be um, hit as well, where these higher home prices and those higher mortgages and that 1% interest rate uh, increase, and not to mention the people who have equity lines that are tied to the prime rate, which are going up, all equal higher... Uh, true or false. True, okay. Another true or false. Another sure. true or false. 
I bought a home 10 years ago when interest rates were five and a quarter, five and a half percent. And then over the next 10 years, they go down, 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 down to three and a half percent. And my, my value of my home went from 900,000 to 2 million. Is there a correlation with the lower interest rates driving home prices up? True or false? I think that's the head one you're talking about. Right. Now, now and that yes. interest rates have moved from three and a quarter percent it plays back into up to five percent, should the value go, should it be cut in half again? Well, you would think it, it would. Now, there's the, the problem here is where are the people who are going to sell the house? Where's all this inventory going to come from? And where are those people going to move? Are they going to Are they going to move to a Sacramento or a you know, Provo or Coeur d'Alene, for example, um, where it is cheaper and they can use a ton of equity regardless of what their rate is because they, they're going to be borrowing less and they're retiring. So where's that inventory going to come from? And uh, we it, that could keep home prices elevated in a place like the Bay Area because of the lack of inventory, which is what we've seen, and low rates. So if you take away the low rates and you, t- and you keep the inventory levels the same, we may see uh, a stagnant period for uh, a time until we see actually which direction rates are going to go over in the long term. Well, Cupertino is building a lot of low-income housing, a lot. That's where some inventory comes from. But, man, we need a good earthquake to shake out the inventory here, don't we? Rebuild, bicker, install, taller. No pun intended, but you're right. Oh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. By the way, the pun was intended. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Sometimes I wonder if Mike, the amazing producer, has bumped his head. Whoa. This is not my kind of music. It's Train and Hollow Notes. And this just makes me want to kind of crawl up into a ball and cry. That's better. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I know you're a big baby brat bully guy. Fourth quarter mortgage originations are expected to be down from seasonality. Not seeing meaningful improvement. The housing market maybe will have a little bit of growth in volume this year. Maybe. That's interesting to note. It's obviously still a ton of money that Americans have uh, put into equity. So there's trillions of dollars of equity. If we ever want to stimulate our economy, we just everyone sell our house all at the same time and (laughs) have tons of cash and have a party and say the planet's going to go into the sun at some point in time, and hopefully it's in 30 minutes when the party's over, or not. But there's a lot of money that's tied up in homes. There's a lot of money being lent into homes. And again, the number of uh, loans being originated looks to be slightly up, maybe this year, which is not a growth. That's not a, flow. That's not a big pat on the back, per se, Tony. No, it, it isn't. And, you know, we, we definitely pay attention to some of those numbers like volume. Um, and, you know, we have our pulse on on the you know the activity here in the bay area and you, know, you you ask me every week you go what what are you seeing and um you know we are seeing a lot more purchases refinances i think people are just trying to figure it out or which way are rates going to go uh, why do i need to refinance i think there's a little bit people need a little bit more motivation and maybe it's cash out or they're removing somebody from title or they just they're just trying to reamortize and and you really have to be motivated now as you see interest rates rise um there still are people who you know are in fha loans that need to get out of the mortgage insurance and even a rate that's closer to 5%, it beats having to pay that two or three or $400 a month mortgage insurance with a lower rate. So, um, 
you know, it, the market's going to figure itself out. Higher interest rates is the beginning of the figuring it out. And then the housing market itself, the sales and purchases will eventually kind of uh, finish that deal. And uh, I think it's going to take some time. This is the beginning of it. I think if anything, and let's say rates go back down, it's a wake up call for a lot of people to say, um, should I sell now? We had, like I said, the other day I was talking to you about a client who called and they were planning on a three year term here in the Bay area. Um, they have one of those two to $3 million homes and they've been looking at a tremendous amount of equity since they bought the house about 15 years ago. And they saw interest rates go up and they got scared and they changed their plans to six months instead of three years because they, they're afraid that less people will be able to afford their house or their home value might go down a little bit or both. And I think we might see a, a white, little bit of that. What a white collar American problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my $3 should million I, dollar house is going to sell for 2.7. Should well, I tap my $2 million of equity now or possibly wait three months and it'd only be 1.8 million. Well, some of those things, um, they're big you decisions. know, they are big decisions and, uh, I wouldn't, react that quickly on just a, you know, well, then again, in a one year, one year comes fast. As you get older, one year comes a lot faster than when you're 25. But, uh, you know, last year, October 12th, it was interest rates were at 3.91%. Now they're at 4.9%, according to Freddie Mac. And that's probably going to go a little higher since the survey comes out, um, you know, only once a week. So, that 1% kind of scared them, and it's it might scare a little bit other people out there that are going, you know what, home prices just went up in that city that we really liked, and maybe it's Scottsdale um, or even Vegas, for example. A lot of people might think Vegas is a place to go or Henderson, and uh, home prices are going up there, And but now the rates are higher. I might as well try to capture what I have here uh, as far as the equity, so it makes that higher interest rate um, you know, not hurt us so much. I, I think that's a mentality we're going to see. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Higher rate environment, probably even more important to keep your credit as crystal clean as you can. Don't do a little, um, you know, don't don't open a new credit card when you're trying to get a loan. Now's a good time to keep your excellent credit excellent so you can get just a slightly lower interest rate, which is one of the reasons you want to keep excellent credit. Yeah, it can kind of compound on you if you have... Um you know, higher interest rates and then you have a lower credit score. And, you know, we encourage everybody and we try to teach people about credit, but to get engaged with your credit. And it can be as simple as, you know, getting a credit report from annualcreditreport.com or your creditor. Some of these credit card companies do it, but Credit Karma is fantastic. And uh, it gets you engaged with it. It gets you starting to know. One of the things I did when I was younger is um, I went to buy a car and, and the guy goes, oh, you can't buy a car, your credit. I'm like, I've never, what do you mean? What's a credit report? And, you know, they showed me the credit report. And I was like, oh, I wrote a check and it bounced and it didn't, you know, so I, and I got engaged with you it. remember writing checks at Safeway? I remember writing a lot of checks. People don't write checks anymore, but. You'd write a check to Safeway and they'd give you cash? Yeah. I, you had to have a Safeway cash card or a Safeway check card? Man, You, you could write checks at 7-Eleven and get cash back. That's, no way. Mm-hmm. I never lived Good in old that Southland way. Corporation. I never lived in that world. <laughs> If you know the name Southland, that's because you wrote a bad check or something to uh, to someone. With that said, um, yeah, we we encourage everybody to get involved in their credit. It is the number one factor in what's going to determine your interest rate. And why would you have higher interest rates and lower credit score? And it starts compounding a little bit higher. Um, the points work a little differently in higher interest rate environments. They do. Um, I, I've always, with all my loans, and I regret this now, I've always bought points. 
and then I refinance lower, and I buy points, and then I refinance lower, and I buy points. Right. But so now that I'm low, I'm like, hey, I'm glad I bought those points. Right. Or you, you're either paying origination or points, or both. Um, points is a percentage. One point is one percentage point of your uh, your loan amount. So if you're getting a five hundred thousand dollar loan that costs you five grand, but if that that lower interest rate that you're buying it down to offers a, a lower payment, you can just divide the cost by that lower payment, and it comes out to a a certain amount of months. Let's just say it's 48 months or four years. As long as you keep that loan for four years, you and every month beyond that is a benefit. So if you plan on, if you refinance what they call serial refinancing, and there, there's a actual law from uh, that protects the consumers from doing this called benefit to borrower. But if you are a serial refinancer and you refinance before that payback period, you've actually assumed some of the cost of those points. So it all makes points make sense when it comes to how long you're going to stay in the property. But as as interest rates go higher, um, it can backfire on you. Let's say you're getting offered somebody says, well, you know, rates are 5%, but I can give you four and a half if you pay two points. And then what happens if interest rates go down? And you're like, oh, interest rates went down. Now they're at four and a quarter. I want to refinance, but I'm going to assume that $10,000 in points that I paid. So a lot of people are actually doing the opposite and doing lower cash, taking a higher rate. So in case rates go down, they aren't assuming any cost when they do refinance. So it's all about timing. So it's, things are a little ginger in the housing market right now, as far as costs go, because we're all kind of like seeing, hey, whatever higher interest rates are going to affect things. And it probably means homes will be on sale for a little bit longer. People will be able to say, I don't like the street. I do like the street. People say, where are the sidewalks? I want to find another home. People can, people can become pickier in higher rate environments. And prices can come down as sellers want to sell. And they don't want to pay that extra mortgage payment that they're not living there. Um, how about ARMS? Do you see more people using adjustable rate mortgages in higher interest rate environments where we've moved from three and a half percent up to five percent? Absolutely. Um, Freddie Mac right now has the you know thirty year fixed at four point nine, but the ARM is at four point zero six. So you're looking at almost a whole point difference in rate. So we were just talking about how much on a five hundred thousand dollar loan, what a um, you know, one percent interest rate is about three thousand three hundred dollars a month, uh, and you can save that instantly by getting an arm. But you're also tied to that. You know, are you in a five year arm? You're fixed for five years. Fantastic. But what happens after the five years? Does that fit your time frame? Um, are you still going to be able to qualify later after that? Otherwise, you're subject to the adjustments um, that you know with your margin and index, whatever that is. Um, so you have to be really careful, uh, but it is a strategy. Some people just go, you know what? I'll just get another arm, and the money I saved, I just put it over that three hundred dollars a month. I put it over here, and if I have to buy points, I have the money already here over here, and it's earning interest. Um, so there are some strategies, and we, we will see more arm usage as interest rates go up. Absolutely. So I've, the old wise tale, and I don't know if it's true or false, that does it take interest rate movement to see action? Yes. Make your phone ring? Because are you seeing your phone ring a little bit more now or a little bit less? I'd imagine ghost town, higher rates, people are spooked. Higher rates, it's easy to kind of say, Rob, get the this interest rate before rates go higher. And you're like, that makes sense. Um, or you can say, hey, refinance now as rates are going down. When they're stagnant, that's when you, and we've seen that for a long period of time. Um, if you can call rates between, Four percent and four and a half stagnant, which I kind of do because they were fluctuating back and forth. Uh, when you do see the activity, you will see some some rustling of the leaves, and people will start making moves. Um, I think people, it's like I said, it could be a wake up call, and we could see rates come back down. Um, but I think we did hit new levels over the three point one percent on the yield 
on the 10 year. That was kind of their target and it beat it and it set a new level. So we are at new levels. I don't expect them to come down anytime soon, but who knows? Um, you know, something could happen in the market. We could have some sort of event could turn the tide on that. So lots going on in the mortgage market, in the home purchasing market. If you need help with it, you can contact Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm a little tapped out on my home right now as far as I got enough mortgage action going. I got too many properties, one too many. So I need to sit there and digest it. I feel like that boa constrictor who just ate a 45-pound baby. I love big, fat babies. I love snakes eating big, fat baby stories. I know, I know you're saying you're kidding, right? I got to digest it. Let's just change baby into pig. I'm a big fat boa constrictor who just ate a big fat pig, and I got to digest my debt. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does my loans and my mortgages. He can do yours, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I don't have a cool beard. I don't got a well-groomed haircut. I don't have a big derriere. I'm not your typical millennial male. In fact, I'm not a millennial male. Most of my decisions on spouses and kids and houses are not in the rearview mirror, but more so than less. But millennials are the shoppers of homes today. One of the biggest purchases most people will ever make, a home, a car, maybe even a spouse, if you think of it that way, right? Getting married and having kids is not cheap. So buying a home, hitting a milestone, turning 30, that's when the biological clock starts ticking, I hear. And people want to settle down, and they don't want to live in the 400-square-foot apartment anymore. Home prices are the least affordable since 2008, which is oddly enough when I bought my home. And I hit a home run on that one, huh? Buying it on the peninsula when it was affordable. Now I've ridden it up. Do I ride it back down? Do I... Dr. Strange love it and get on the nuclear bomb and woo! There's no right answer, but it's a little bit tougher right now. Mortgage rates are moving higher. Affordability is getting ready to get even less affordable unless home prices come down, which a lot of people think will happen for millennials. Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of less slim pickings of homes out there. Thank you. Thank you. It was slim pickings. Okay. Oh. I'm working on it. Um, what was your question again? Sorry, I was working on the on my punchline. Millennials. <laughs> they should review their finances before they talk to you, the mortgage lender. Uh, review your finances is not a crazy thing. And again, everyone should have a basic concept, whether it's put on Mint or LearnVest or any of the other advisors out there that you can kind of see what you're worth. So, yeah. So uh, the good news is so I've been doing this about 15 years. I've seen that part of the process improves dramatically. Okay. I've seen people come much more well-prepared. Um, and, you know, especially with the electronic age, everybody can kind of put everything together with either mint.com or it's a nice spreadsheet. And a lot of financial advisors as well put together um, nice, uh, you know, packages for people to say, oh, we ever need a mortgage here, just push this button and do 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 and there you go. So you don't so, see a lot of trapper keepers anymore? No, no, we don't. Everything's um, digital. Do you remember the trapper keeper 4000 and you had lion loved stickers? It. Loved it. And unicorns? Loved unicorns. it. Cartman, you had right? unicorns. <laughs> Silly boy. Anyway, go ahead. 
So finances are better. Uh, you, you also have you know things like Dropbox and other secure ways that you know we can do uh, electronic signatures and so on. So everything's got a lot easier, and I think people have really uh, embraced that. And uh, so we are seeing a little bit more uh, better prepared buyer. Um, so the millennials, yeah, it's still still focus on it. Um, you know, it's it's not just your documentation; it's your credit, it's your income. We see a lot of people that are switching jobs, um, taking a lot of gaps. And switching careers, and, and you know those things play a little bit of havoc. But you know, as far as the lending environment goes, if you were to compare what it was like back in 2010 and 11, when it was very, very tight, it has loosened up. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can take a year off and then get back to work for six months, and you still qualify. So, there's especially if you're salaried. Salaried's the key here. Being salaried, self-employed kind of puts a kink into it, and, and you have to have two years of that. And the, But then the lenders came out and said, oh, we can do one-year bank statement programs or stated income programs. There, there's some of these programs are coming back, and that's driving more people to we the We live in such a politically correct age right now. When you said kink, I was like, did he say chink? <laughs> I panicked. I was like, dumb button, dumb button, dumb button, because some celebrities got in trouble for saying chink in the armor. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that don't, I don't think that's not right. So my credit score is 766. I just checked it. It's excellent. It's good because um, when I bought that home, it dipped all the way to 749, but it's, it's come back. It's yep. been as high as 800, but uh, I got a lot of debt right now. I, but I got a lot of servicing of debt, which I'm still good on, but I got a lot of debt. If I was Credit Karma, I would take a lot of credit that uh, the average credit score in the last 10 years has gone up about 20 points. Because people could kind of see what because people are engaged with it now. I mean, you go back and look at some of the stats. Only about fifty percent of the people actually have ever seen a credit report. Yeah. You know, people who have credit have actually seen it, and now that's jumped up significantly. Smartphones have made it a lot easier to um, another, be involved. Another advice I'd give millennials is check your credit, get your finances out of the trapper keeper four thousand, get it onto some sort of spreadsheet, start focusing on it, start looking at your debts, on your monthly obligations, make sure you can afford a home. But then go to open houses. Go to a lot of open houses. If you can spend a year going to open houses and like, you know, they say the first year, every time you make whoopee with your wife, put a a jelly bean in a jar and then take it out every time after that, you'll have beans left over because your first year is your most passionate year. Go to an open house and put a bean in a jar. And I don't know what that means, but put a bean in a jar at an open house. Go see what's out there and then say, you know, have a, a clue of it. And you can even tell the real estate agent, no, I'm not going to buy well, for a year. I'm just looking. Another thing, too, and I want to add to that is uh, instead of open houses, too, uh, you want to do those. But also think about living, maybe renting in the neighborhoods that you want to uh, live in. I think that's important. You did that, Rob. You rented in the neighborhood that you eventually bought. And I had in. the world's worst landlord. It, it doesn't matter. But you got to know the community. You're like, this, this will work. Um, you didn't just blindly go in and, and, and you knew. So, and then you go to the open houses and you can kind of figure out which house you want. And I want to say that when I was renting, um, the, comp- the people had lived in San Carlos their whole life and they went up to Seattle for, to retire. And I want to say the landlord was missing a foot. And every time there'd be something wrong with the house, I'd be like, um, the roof is leaking or there's some water coming down the hill. And the person would be like, I'm missing a foot. I can't do anything about it. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you're missing a foot. Well, diabetes, yeah. man. Yeah, be careful about the Whoa. sugars. Um, yeah, so rent rent in the neighborhoods that you want to buy. Also use a local realtor. I mean, there's so many things that you get can do. Get an inspection done. Even if you don't have to get an inspection done, get yeah. an inspection done. Those are and don't over, underestimate the costs of actually maintaining the property. That's the, the biggest uh, regret most people have when they buy a home. If you're a millennial who lives in the United States of America, you can contact Tony. He does mortgages at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's not, he's not a normal merch. He's Tony Mendez. He's with BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
He's not anonymous, and he works in the United States of America. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's your Bay Area lender. He's my lender. He's your lender. He's America's lender. Find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.